You are now listening to Halos in the Infield, an Angels baseball exclusive podcast. Hey, 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 welcome into the inaugural episode of Halos in the Infield podcast. We're doing little things uh, on the fly for this first show. As you see the green screen in the background, we are not completely ready. I just came off a post-game show. My name is Todd Fox with my co-host, which is the world-famous... That's you? Fernando Mendez. There you go, Fernando Mendez. Uh, yeah, he always pauses. He makes a pregnant pause before he gets, goes uh, all in on the name. <laughs> I call it the Garrett Cole pause. There you go. <laughs> Dude, that was awkward. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was just like, I, I was talking to one of my friends, like, didn't they like the PR department for the Yankees just think to themselves like this question might come up. Let's, <laughs> let's teach you how to like dodge and weave the question. Like, Hey, do you guys like weather? Or do you guys like Denny's? Like just anything, literally anything, but. <laughs> he was like a deer in the headlights. He was deer in headlights. It was hilarious, dude. Some third graders would have came up with a faster response. I mean, this this guy. I mean, yeah, he was deer in the headlights uh, for sure. But uh, let's get into some Angels baseball, man. Uh, well, real quick, I was gonna say you're a dad, so you of all people should know that like third graders are the best liars. Oh, that's true. That's but, true. Uh, now that we threw that out there, we already <laughs> threw our kids under the bus. We'll move on now. Hey, when when they're also female and they're teenagers, they become very good liars. So I'm, I have experience uh, yeah. with that too. <laughs> yeah, so we for, can talk about that all night. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a different podcast altogether, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so man, uh, right there, you're at your uh, studio right now or at your place right now with the Angels gear. I'm here. You're gonna see a lot of us uh, here, and then pro- most likely in the future, all together in one room. As this uh, COVID moves out, but for right now, this is the inaugural episode, and uh, we're going to talk some Angels baseball because this is what we're here for. And Halos in the infield, the new uh, podcast here, and with Fernando Mania in the house, we're going to go back a couple days, and we're going to talk about how the Angels got themselves to 500, and uh, they did it against two very good. Te- well, let me rephrase that: two mediocre teams. In who? <laughs> in the Royals and the Diamondbacks. What are your thoughts on that uh, double sweep, first off? Uh, I'll go ahead and start off by saying that the Angels took care of the teams that they needed to take care of. And you've been on record saying that several times on the show. People can say all they want, like, oh, you know, look at the teams they're playing. These are the teams they should beat. But that's the key phrase. These are the teams they should beat. They went out there. They got the job done, regardless on who, you know, even if they play the Easter Bunny. The point is they got the sweep. They did what they needed to. They took care of their business then. But now we have a bigger task at hand, which we'll get to. Absolutely. And, and you know, they did it in a couple of games very impressively. Uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things where uh, one of the games looked pretty uh, pretty ugly at times. But a win's a win. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not going to care about if we won by 11 or if we won by one run. So the fact that they took those six games against mediocre clubs, like you said, took care of business. That sets it up good for the Oakland series, which we'll get into. But if you want to dive into a little bit of the Kansas City one first off, do you have any thoughts on the Royals series? Uh, I'll pull it up right here. Yeah. So what the, the Royals series, we start off with Monday, that 8-3 to three win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's when uh, Upton was in the middle of that home run streak, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yes. Because he had, what, maybe, was it four straight games hitting a home run? Yes, at that leadoff and spot, a, yes. Yes. And then the second game, I was at that game, the 8-1 to game. That was the one where Otani hit that 
absolute <laughs> missile to the outfield. I remember just like as soon as that ball was hit, like everyone just immediately knew there was no, you know, you, you looked over to admire the home run, but you know, I probably could have just closed my eyes and known like that was gone. So you, that was, you were, you were, you could have closed your eyes and just went on bat noise. Right. And could have known it was gone. <laughs> it was gone. It was gone. I've gone to enough games and you know, any just overall baseball fan would, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of knows that sound. It's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Chase on uh, you know was one of the contributors here on the page and uh, he said he went to the Angel game where he hit that one in spring training over the big wall in center field. He said yeah. that, he said he's never heard a bat crack that loud. So I imagine you heard something similar to that in that game against the uh, Royals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and uh, you played baseball, so you know, like that must have been one of those swings where Otani probably thought he didn't even hit it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Where you just yeah. get really good contact and you, you're just like, Oh man, I missed the ball. And people are like, no, it went over the fence. You're like, what? I didn't even feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was just, it was just one of those swings. You could tell. That's awesome. And it was, like you said, two, two good victories in a row. You scored 16 yep. runs back to back eight runs. So in the first two games, you've outscored them 16 to four. So that's already a good start. Game three was what against the Royals? Six to one. So just a shellacking all the way around. I mean, they scored what five runs the entire series. Yeah, and you go back to it, and you think of where this team was almost at full strength in Kansas City, and you blew two of three to Kansas City. You didn't put up much runs at all. You know, the pitching was there, but but the, you didn't do anything. So you come here in Anaheim, and I'm expecting you know maybe Perez goes off, and you know they have some hitters, but uh, but wow, they they took it to them. And it was nice to see. You kind of wish they did that in Kansas City as well. But, hey, you know, they did it when they had to do it. Yeah, you know, the Royals are one of those teams that ever since 2014, they have just had our number. Mm -hmm. No matter what, man, it just seems like we were losing every series to Mm -hmm. the Royals. Very clear instances where the Angels on paper were much better teams than the Mm -hmm. Royals, yet we just kept getting our butts handed to us by the Royals. So it was certainly nice to finally sit on the opposite side of the scorecard where we actually – sweep the series yeah you know, let alone win just in general so i agree it was nice to see and uh good to see here at, at the big a so then the diamondbacks we go to arizona where traditionally it's not a team we play very much at all obviously being in national league west um i, I think i remember them here more than us there um, but i was amazed to see so many damn angel fans there i mean that was like <laughs> yeah like 70 30 you know what i mean it was nice to see well, in all fairness, I mean, Tempe is only like, what, five to ten miles away. It's certainly not far in terms of minutes. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine the Angels probably have a lot more fans in Tempe than we think they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a couple of people who traveled out there. So, you know, some people could have viewed that as a vacation, especially because Arizona's a lot more open. So maybe everyone's like, oh, let's go to the Diamondbacks. Could game. be, could be. But So uh, a big, many different reasons why that could have happened, but it was nice to see it for sure. Yeah, and, and the thing about the um, the uh, I want to the Diamondbacks is they started out fifteen and thirteen, so they actually started out with a better record than the Angels. They are now five and twenty five in their last thirty, so they they ended that series something like twenty six and forty or twenty six and forty one. Uh, that's terrible baseball, and um, Lavello, the manager. Watching the Diamondbacks, I don't know if you saw or if you realize the same thing, but that team doesn't – I mean, we complain sometimes about the Angels not having a true leader on it. That team looked lost, and you could tell they don't have any leaders. I mean, it's plain as day, right? 
Yeah, the Diamondbacks are. I, I I don't exactly know which phrases to use without totally sounding completely negative towards them, <laughs> but I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they they're just kind of a team playing without a purpose, and you know that might just be kind of a tacky phrase to to use, but I mean, you, they just look kind of dead inside. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like that meme where, like, the dog with the house is on fire. He's like, this is fine. We're fine. <laughs> like, that's literally the best way to think about it. They just they just have no passion. They just have no desire. And that's kind of like the people, the uh, argument that people were making about the Angels when Trout first went out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of that, you know, like, oh, here we go again. We're just going to kick the can down the road for another four innings. This game will be over. And that's what they look like the Diamondbacks are playing like. And I'm glad you brought that up, too. That's a good transition because you hit on all the points that I was hoping you would. And then talking about what happened with the Angels when they lost Trout, you know, we actually had it brought to us on our page and through a, a link that they actually had a freaking team meeting, something that yourself was asking for, myself was asking for in the post games, And we wanted to know if this team had the gusto or the cojones to do it. And they hadn't. And then all of a sudden we find out 10 days later, because the OC media really wasn't uh, I guess doing their job like your Jeff Fletcher's because I, I'm telling you bigger markets there, you would have known that there was a team meeting. Someone would have leaked it. Someone would have said, Hey man, we had a powwow. We needed to straighten things out. We need to call people out. We need to get our ass together. We needed to be chewed out because since they've done that, you know, the Upton thing came along with him leading off. Uh, the pitchings looks much better. They've gotten their shit together with the exception of a little bit tonight. We'll get into that. But for the most part, the bullpens come together. The team's hitting a lot better. They're putting guys on base. There's traffic. I mean, what do you think? I mean, we've been calling for this, and it finally happening, you know, without Trout. Real quick, before I get my opinion on this, mm-hmm. who do you think was leading that? Oh, man. Who, who, who do you think, like, like, if you had to pick maybe, like, three guys, who do you think were, you know, the, the who do you think was the George Knox of that meeting? Ooh, uh, and Knox, I love the reference, too. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who doesn't know George Knox, uh, Angels in the Outfield, you know, yes. when he was like, throwing the bat, he would say, one more loss, that could have been a win. Yep, yep. You know, that scene. If you if you haven't seen the movie, it's free on YouTube. I don't know if I should have said that, but it's <laughs> uh, Going to your question on that one, on the uh, – jeez, I don't know who, who it is because this team is so transparent – when it comes to actual leaders showing up, I mean, I would imagine maybe, maybe Stassi uh, or or, or Stassi is one that I would have said. Yeah, Stassi, or even like say for instance a guy who's been on enough winning teams like a Suzuki even. And and notice I've picked two catchers, um, yep. because I think other than that, um, I don't know of anybody else on this team that would actually would would grab someone by the neck and be like, dude, come on, you know what I mean? Like like. You don't think Upton would? I mean, he's been on many winning teams, right? I would agree. Well, I don't know about many winning teams, but he was on the Tigers when they were good. He was on uh, Atlanta when they were good, too, I believe. Um, yep, sorry. Um, no, but Padres in 2015 were supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. I think Arizona was decent when he was there, too. I'm not sure if they were playoff caliber. Um, but you're right. Upton is, a, is another guy outside of those two catchers, I would say, that maybe would would step it up. Because if he was... His play is definitely showing that he's a leader because he's transformed that lineup by himself in a way. So, you know, since they've had those meetings, I mean, what do you think, man? I mean, this was the shot in the arm they needed, right? Absolutely. It's definitely a much different team, uh, at least for the last week that we've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one thing that I've told you many times on the postgame show, and I'm sure many of the fans have seen my comments, Mm -hmm. it's possible 
to lose a game and play a good game of baseball. True. It's possible to lose a game and take the momentum from it. Mm-hmm. You got to take the good and everything. And I know, you know, it's very easy to, you know, uh, to just be like, hey, we're going to DFA everybody. You're, you know, our <laughs> listeners love saying that, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some people I agree with. But, you know, overall, you need to take the good out of these losses to turn the next game into a great game. Because there's certainly some positives for today's game, but it was just, you know, the beginning of it. Like I guess we keep on saying we'll get to it. We will. But, you know, I, I would definitely say this teams look different over the last week. When they've been down, you can tell they have not been out. That's true. That's true. And, and you know, like you said, I like to hit on that too. Uh, we do have a lot of sarcastic fans. So their love is oh, there. We for love them. it. We yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we love it because they do love their team. They could take shots at them and not get butt hurt. But uh, but in the in the reality is they don't want them to suck. They don't want them to stink. They wouldn't watch the way they did if they didn't. So sometimes it gets misconstrued by the first fans that come in or the the casual fans are like, man, you guys got a tough crowd. It's like, no, not really. They just love this team and they're trying to be sarcastic. Uh, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, the Hawks. <laughs> honk honk. We'll you'll get to that at, at some point uh, on on, uh, on another episode. But uh, but yeah, well, you were going to say something. I'm sorry, I cut you off right there. Oh, no, no, I just coughed and said honk. Okay. <laughs> the honks, that's it. The video brings a different uh, thing to this. But, uh, but yeah, um, you know, the way that Angels have been playing have has been very uh, – I don't have the specific numbers other than they've won nine of their last 13, but I know there's uh, more more wins before that. Um, they've been playing much more solid, more ba- uh, you know, better baseball. Um, not leaving, well, exception of tonight, leaving too many men on. They haven't been leaving too many. They haven't been leaving too many men on. Besides tonight, um, like I said, the pitching had gotten better. The traffic, which is impressive, has been more on the bases. You've been uh, pushing pitchers a little bit more. You know, our pitchers aren't getting bullied as much as mo- anymore. Whatever they're doing, they're tightening it up. And I know it's not going to last like this for a long time. But what it's done is it's gotten us back in the race. And, uh, you know, we're right there in the wild card. We're, you know, division-wise, if we can turn the next couple games around, we're really right there. And, uh, you know, it's considering where this team has been, there's been so much turmoil on and off the field. you got dick picks. you got, um, you know, uh, guys going in and out of the lineup because of injury and all kinds of turmoil. You know, if this team does make it to the postseason, for as much as we bashed him early, Madden, this dude could be someone that gets a uh, manager of the year type, you know, vote or two. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, Joe Madden's just been such a mixed bag. I, I'm a fan of him because I do know that he is a winner mm-hmm. because, you know, we do have to look at his overall, yes. you know, success as a manager. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to look at last year, but, you know, we say it all the time. I mean, I'm not going to say last year didn't count. I, unfortunately, it, it did, and maybe mm-hmm. not in our hearts. <laughs> but you know according to everyone else in the league it did count mm-hmm. so you know the record is what it was but we also got to remember you know joe madden was you know he couldn't have team meetings with these guys because of covid mm-hmm. you know he couldn't really have interactions in the clubhouse with these guys because of covid oh yeah you know you were basically talking through a plexiglass screen you know that's weird going to show and saying, hey can i get 20 number three through plexiglass oh yeah can you imagine trying to make a connection with you know, Jose Suarez, Patrick Sandoval, these young guys, Joe Adele, mm-hmm. you know, hey, man, we, we want you to do well. Here's what you're doing wrong. You know, you can't lift his elbow. You can't touch him. You can't do any of that stuff. You know, it sounds weird, but this is the stuff we just don't think about. Yeah, it's true. 
I didn't even think of that because I think last year, the way it went down, spring training get canceled, uh, minor leagues getting canceled. I was just shaking my head. Like, like when we talk about Madden, we kind of have those head scratcher moments. I had the head scratcher moment with the league on why they continued the season. I think last season should have just been X'd out. Just, yeah, well, they're the money. But <laughs> the money. They had to pay the, uh, the, the uh, what is it called? The channels, the uh, sports channels. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get you on that. But, I mean, uh, as a realist, bro, and as much as I love baseball, obviously we're doing a baseball podcast and everything else like that. But I would really have wished that they would have just canceled last year for obvious reasons, for the Doyers winning, number one. But number two, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but number two it's the fact that there was just – it didn't feel right. The entire season, everything you just mentioned doesn't feel like baseball. Doesn't and there was no fans and yep. it just it was a janky postseason. So I would much rather just forget it and just joke around and say it didn't happen. I get what you're saying as far as it does count. But damn, yeah. dude, if they could have canceled last season, I would have been like, Hey man, where do I vote? Because you got my vote. Yeah, you know, and I remember spending the entire year like, Man, I need baseball. I need baseball. Mm-hmm. But when we finally got it, it was just a carbon copy of fakeness. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that, you know, like, you know, imagine like a dream girl that you had in high school and all of a sudden you get to date her now, but, you know, she's not the same and plastic (laughs) surgery and all this stuff. Three kids later. Exactly. (laughs) It's just not real anymore. It's just, you know, you had your idea of what you wanted. We all wanted a full season. Mm. Of course, we love this game. But was it really worth it? I mean, 60 games. For what? I mean, for Trout to pass Tim Salmon? Great. Mm. I mean, I would have rather just lost the year thinking back now, you know, but hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. All we can do now is focus where we are right now. As of right now, I don't think Joe Matt is doing a bad job. If I had to give him a letter grade, I'd give him a B minus right now. Because there's potential. But that's the thing, man. This team has always had potential. Mm. I was actually talking with my friend today who's a who's a Red Sox fan, so we'll give him we'll give him poop for it later. <laughs> oh, I we'll give him crap for it. I forgot this isn't a PC show. Exactly. Oh, uh, we'll give him yeah, we'll give him crap for it later. But uh, he told me, like, if you had to compare the Angels to one, like, football team, who do you think it would be? And uh, hmm. I, I, I couldn't, for like a minute, I was like, man, what team has just kind of always had potential but couldn't put it together? Hmm. Here's another team I hate. I told you I hate the Patriots. Hmm. I hate the Cowboys. Oh, but okay. the Angels have kind of always been like the Cowboys. <laughs> they've always kind of been on the fringe. You know, they've always kind of had those guys. And people are like, oh, how do they keep losing with these hmm. guys? But – you know, it's it's the same kind of thing with the Cowboys. You know, they always have the potential; they just never put it together. The only thing is, I would, I would, uh, I'm with you on that one as far as the record, but the hype though the Cowboys get is nothing like what the Angels get. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's unfair though. I mean, right? They're America's team. I'm putting air quotes. For yes, for listening to this. So, I I agree. They're, they're, not. they're self-anointed America's team. Um, <laughs> but but if I had to compare them, I would compare them to my football team, uh, pre pre Russell Wilson. If you followed the Seahawks pre-Russell Wilson, good on you. Because for the most part, they were tucked away in the Pacific Northwest. No one really knew about them. They were known for probably being under 500 or the whipping boy in the AFC West. And they would sometimes get to 500 but never get over the hump. And, yeah, and, maybe you guys are in like the 2000 Angels phase where we, you know, we were kind of like in our glory days. Maybe that's the Seahawks, the Seahawks right now. Yeah, Because the only fan you guys had before was the kid for Free Willie. Pretty much. That's that's the, that's the meme that I always get rubbed in my face, dude. So yeah, that's bad <laughs> memories. But but it's true though. I mean, we had the coolest jerseys back then and couldn't win to save our butts. 
Um, but yeah, they were a 500 team. And I think the angels for the last six years remind me of them because, you know, we, okay. you know, they, they had some stars back then on that team. It's just, they never got over the hump. Now, obviously trout's nothing like, you know, we didn't have a star like that in football, like a trout guy, yeah. but the fact that, you know, you, you could see that they're just missing a couple things, man. And they're never provided with it. So that's why going into this season, uh, yourself and myself and a few others that had done shows prior have said, hey, you know what, you know, Perry could be the guy to get us these guys to get us to, to the next level. And with, like we said, all the turmoil this team's gone through, to be sitting now 33 and 33, considering how many games they were back, you know, there's a good chance in the second half of the season, you know, we could be right there in a wild card or potentially some of these division teams like the Oakland and Houston that are just ahead of us could fall back. Absolutely. You know, the one thing I've loved about baseball is it's a marathon, not a sprint. And mm-hmm. that's why last year felt so fake. It was a sprint <laughs> the entire time. Exactly. You know, my uh, my father-in-law, uh, soon-to-be father-in-law, bless his heart, great guy, he always just says, like, oh, man, baseball's too long. There's too many games. Mm-hmm. And I always tell him I, I disagree. Baseball needs to have mm-hmm. a, a large amount of games because – you know, the way the sport is, you know, it's all about endurance. It's all about staying healthy. It's all about making moves at the right time. All it is is getting hot at the right time. And unfortunately, the Angels have just never gotten hot at the right time. You know, they get hot. Some guy gets hurt. They get hot. Some guy gets hurt. And it happens every single year. And, you know, obviously us Angels fans are tired of it. But yeah. that's really what it boils down to. Any real Angels fan cannot disagree. That is what it literally boils down to never getting hot at the right time. You have guys like Mike Trout who down the stretch always cools off in September every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll, he, he'll, he'll either get hurt in the middle of the year or, you know, he'll be healthy, healthy, healthy. And all of a sudden just in September, he forgot how to hit. You know, I agree with you there. And a fan brought it up in the post game the other day was, uh, it just seems like too, we get on a streak and then it's the all-star break. And that's happened several times. Where you're thinking, hey man, it's, if the All Star break's not there, we're rolling. And that first season, first series out of the All Star break, <clears throat> we kind of crap ourselves. So um, we lose all the momentum. And I think yep. you're absolutely right. I mean, this team, there has been a couple years under Sosha where they just had god awful Aprils and subpar uh, Mays, and they spend the rest of their season trying to catch up, even trading away some guys, and they get better. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, they just run out of time. Because last year, I had several people people saying, man, if this team just had 10, 15 more games, they would have made the postseason. And they're probably right. I was one right. of those people. Yeah, you were, and, and they're probably right because they were right on the cusp. And they just got hot at the wrong time again or too late, you know. But the biggest thing for them last year is you could never let other teams determine your fate. Exactly. Because, you know, the ball wasn't in the their court they needed to win out in that series against the Dodgers but they also needed some other stuff to happen and that's why those early starts are so important you know we can keep saying like oh you know it's a long season it's a long season but you have to keep taking care of your own and that's why those last two series were so big all you can ever do is just kind of keep your head down and keep grinding it doesn't matter if the A's are winning it doesn't matter if whatever team in baseball mm-hmm. is winning all you can do is keep winning your games. Because in theory, if you win your games, everything else will work itself out. And unfortunately, with baseball, that doesn't always happen. There's a lot of 99-win teams that don't make the play, uh, the postseason. But at least if that's the case, man, if the Angels don't make the postseason this year, but they win 90 games, I'll be happy. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just about having a winning record. We lose out, and, you know, 
uh, the playoffs, but we did whatever we could to get in, and we missed it by a game or two. You know what, man? We had a positive season. We had a, a good winning percentage. Something to build up for next year. But we got to get there first. And at, the, at that point, I would take it the same way. I would just say, hey, you know what? Uh, we only We don't need that much to get much better to get to our goal. You know, we just need to add a few things. We need to tweak a few things. So those are positives too. But uh, getting back to it, I think too, in what happened last season, we've pointed out too, you had early losses to Texas and Seattle, teams you should not be losing to. And we've, and we've both agreed on this. If this team takes care of its division, at least the crappy part of it, and you, you play these teams 16 to 19 te- times a year. So if you're able to win those series, against the lesser teams, that's going to give you a boost automatically. I mean, just ask the Dodgers why they're always in the postseason, because they clean up their division every year. You know, they get torched by the Central. The Central auto, you know, owns them for years. The East is kind of 500 with them. It's the, yeah. it's the National League West that they just are able to walk all over. This year being the exception, but, uh, <laughs> but most years they're able to just walk over their opponents. And if the Angels had been able to take care of their division the last few years, things could be a lot different. Yeah, I mean, look at a year like, what, 2015? It came down to the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Garrett Richards pitching. Yeah, I mean, think about it. One game would have been the difference that season, mm-hmm. and we could have at least forced a game 163. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, I think every other year since it's been, you know, like I think 2017 we were five games out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you think about those kind of contests where you could have beat the, the, the Seattles, you could have beat the – bad rangers you could have beat all these teams that were struggling and scuffling at that time yeah but you know for whatever reason they just get, didn't get it done exactly and that's been the problem with the angels but hey you know what at least this year it's changed a little bit they look a little bit better in these type of games they just got to keep that flow going so we've teased it enough we are um what's today's date the 15th it's the 15th today uh it's it's the 14th but it's about to be the 15th in a minute okay so. well then for the 14th <laughs> And that would be the Angels in Oakland game one. That was the big game that me and you circled and a lot of Angel fans circled, especially after they swept those two series. We can, you know, a sweep would get us within three. Two out of three gets us to win five. That's what we're shooting for. You know, two at three at worst. Let's get a sweep at best. But tonight didn't go as good. Why do you think that happened tonight? Dylan Bundy on the mound. Uh, man, Dylan Bundy does not look like himself this year. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation as to his spin rate going down. Mm-hmm. Could he have been a spider tack guy? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I mean, we can sit here and play the ins and butts all day long. Mm-hmm. But the only thing we can we do know is that his, uh, his spin rate was down significantly today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his fastballs were flat. He kind of pitched without any kind of purpose. His pitches didn't have purpose, and it was obvious. He just kept kind of putting him out there. And that was the uh, comments that I was seeing everywhere. His fastball looks flat. His curveball was actually decent today. But, you know, when you're pitching without a purpose and your pitches are flat, major league hitters are going to take advantage of that. You said that exact same thing on the postgame show. Yeah, it just turns into batting practice. And you look at a guy like Dylan Bundy, and we're not used to him having a now, what, 70 RA or it's higher. Uh, with this start, because he, yeah. he had a six coming in. And I believe, you know, and you've seen it too, you know, he got gypped out of a few wins early on in the season. So I was thinking right now he should be sitting at three and four, maybe three and five, something like that. But now the the sad reality in a contract year, at least in the first half of the season, you're sitting there at one and seven with a you know high ERA. 698, I just confirmed that. That's what I was looking at my phone. Jeez. So, yeah, 698. Yeah, so like basically a seven. 
And, you know, like you said, your fastballs lost velocity. Um, he, you know, he got away with it a few times early in the season. He would lose like a three to two game, but, you know, he would make one mistake where he just left one out and over the plate. But you're not even getting like five innings from this guy who would battle through a start. You know what I mean? Five, six innings. Yeah. And, you're, and we were looking at five or six innings for an Angels pitcher early in the year and going, hell yeah, like a complete game. But uh, the pitching's been much better. And now he looks like the weakest link before Quintana, you know? So it's very, very, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's very concerning that he's pitching the way he is right now. And I think you could you could see that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you was kind of the guy who you were hoping was going to be your guy this year. You know, mm-hmm. along with Shohei, you were kind of hoping that they were both going to be the aces. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously with Shohei, we didn't know what to expect this year. We were just yep. hoping he was going to be 2018 Shohei. And he has been and better as far as pitching. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, Dylan Bundy has just not looked himself this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are we seeing the normal version of Dylan Bundy? Was last year just a fake Dylan Bundy? Was it the was it the the spider attack, what was it? And, um, you know, it's getting harder and harder to think that uh, last year wasn't a fluke. But I really hope I'm wrong. But they certainly have some choices to make when Quintana comes back. Yeah, we do. And, and you know, the pitching is just – it's getting to a point now where we're looking at it. And um, before we had no options in the minors. And we brought this up too. You know, you got four starters or four guys who can potentially crack this rotation, whether it's Quint- Quintana spot or down Bundy spot. And we haven't talked about Heaney. Heaney's been the quiet guy in the room because he's actually put together, again, another three-game starting streak where he's been settled. And he pitches tomorrow, lo and behold. So we will, he'll be tested again tomorrow to see if he's uh, uh, turned the corner again. Uh, it's been very hard to judge him because he's been, he's been like a roller coaster up and down. And But whereas Bundy's just been a free fall and, um, since his early starts, so that is very concerning. Uh, like you said, you got starters on the way that could crack this rotation. Tonight's game uh, started out two to one, and uh, you know after Lagares hit the home run, you know o- you know Oakland got five spot, and it was seven to one. You thought the game was over, but credit the bullpen: five and two thirds of very good baseball, and uh, pitched. And uh, look what happened: the Angels were able to uh, keep the game close, and uh, they were able to um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, at least get back in it, but man, what was the Achilles? Yeah, what was the Achilles heel though tonight, man, for the Angels? I mean, it doesn't take uh, you know a baseball analytics expert to know that it was the lobster fest that was happening out there. I mean, they they they, they had red lobster up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, what I think you said was it twenty one men left on base? Twenty one guys left on base. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And, and, but, but more than two baseball, more you could have fielded two baseball teams. <laughs> the amount of guys left on base. That is true. And, and the craziest stat was when I was too busy getting caught up on the Angels side, I happened to peek at the Oakland box score, and they left 20 guys on base. So they left one guy less, <laughs> and, but they still scored eight runs. And But they won. Yeah, That's but they the won. Difference. Yeah, yeah. They won. If we won, nobody would care. They could leave 100 guys on mm-hmm. base. We won one to zero. That's all people care about. Yeah, no one would no one would have looked at the lobster uh, thing at all because <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, the the left on base doesn't matter if you win the game. That's the difference. Oakland got the job done today, and we didn't. The situational hitting has been there for the last like week and a half. Going back to that Mariners series, mm-hmm. you know, they were losing games, but at least those were decent games. They were still playing good baseball, though they were losing. But today, more or less, 
it was not a good game. And you know, you had guys like uh, like Iggy, who did pretty good. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Fletcher, Fletcher. Mm-hmm. do pretty good. I mean, the, both those guys contributed. But you know, Otani, Walsh, they just didn't get the job done today. And I'm starting to worry a little bit about Walsh. I, I think he's. I'm not worried in the sense of hey, we need to bench this guy. I'm just worried like maybe this guy shouldn't be facing lefties. I'm with you on that. I mean, tonight between the between the two, uh, Upton and Walsh, they left twelve guys on. So and, and so that's 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 terrible. Uh, Upton had three strikeouts. It's kind of hard to get on Upton because he's been such so productive. You know, he's been on fourteen straight games. He had a walk tonight, uh, even though he was zero for four. Uh, Walsh did have two hits, but he just didn't have a hit with a guy on base. And when we yeah. needed him to get a hit with a guy on base, like right away in the first inning, let's just say Walsh hits one of his patented. Let, lifting the legs, putting one down the right field line. It's three to nothing. And you have a really good opportunity for Bundy, Bundy to settle down and pitch with a lead. I think Bundy would pitch different with a lead opposed to either in a tight one-run game or no score. Not saying that would have changed the outcome, but maybe it would have given a little more incentive, like you said, because he didn't have much on his, his uh, balls tonight. But um, I'm with you, though. I do believe that he should lay off the lefties. I mean, we do have other options like Phil Goslin we could uh, use uh, to play first base uh, for now. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're just thinking the same thing with Otani, like, hey, just run him out there. You know, because sometimes Otani has a hard time versus lefties too. So we'll just have to see how this one goes. But I just definitely don't want to see his confidence go down because he's a hell of a player. Yeah, I think today was just an example of, uh, you know, the team was hot. So going in, you know, nobody questioned the lineup, right? You know, you, you mm-hmm. want to play your hot hand. For all, Jared Walsh is still your hot hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I have not lost faith in Jared Walsh. I think he's going to be an exceptional major leaguer. Mm-hmm. But um, he just needs to learn how to handle the lefties. And In all fairness, the best way to do that is by facing lefties. And I'm sure that's something he's going to acquire as, as time goes on. But it's also Joe Madden's... Uh, uh, what, what's why am I blanking here? It's also Joe Madden's job to uh, learn these patterns and adjust. You're the manager. You got to be like, hey, Jared Walsh is struggling right now. Maybe we'll give him some at bats against Quintana, you know, during pregames or something, so he can learn how to hit off lefties. Shoot, so you know, shoot right now, I'd be like, if you can't hit off Quintana, then uh, maybe you shouldn't be hitting <laughs> lefties. But I would have him go against Sandoval. The way that dude's pitching, man, I'm impressed by Sandoval. What about you? Dude, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You and I were uh, talking about uh, a new segment where we would talk about, you know, like an underappreciated angel of each week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think there's any doubt anybody has that it's Patrick Sandoval. Yep. I was uh, jokingly calling him King Sandoval all over Facebook. and uh, <laughs> I was getting likes all over the place. I, I think people are starting to really big, uh, be big Sandoval fans. And what I told you on our uh, last episode on the other page we will talk about um, – you and I had said that those are the kind of guys that win you rings. And, I mean, it's true. Those are the guys you want to do well because mm-hmm. these are the guys that are going to be the difference to, A, getting in the season, and, B, making uh, doing some damage while you're in there. That's true. And, and this is a guy that the major leagues haven't really seen, and he's developing his nope. craft on the go. He's getting better with every start, which we hadn't seen in the prior two seasons leading up to this. Like he's, I think the same thing could be said for Suarez. Both these pitches look, pitchers look deer in the headlights at times. Couldn't uh, couldn't avoid the big moment. Uh, couldn't couldn't get past certain innings. They just seemed hittable at times. 
uh, now they seem to be adjusting. So like if hitters start are starting to swing their fastballs, they rely on their curveballs or their placement. Uh, it's it's really nice to see that these guys are progressing right in front of us. Absolutely. Uh, here's some of these uh, numbers for Sandoval. So in his last start of the 13th, six innings, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. But what that doesn't tell you is that he had the most swing and miss stuff in baseball this year. Wow. Right? I think it was like something like 32 whiffs or something mm-hmm. like that, which is crazy high uh, on uh, the 6th of this month. Six innings, five hits, two earned runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. So maybe the game we're looking about where he had the where he had whips. And then finally the twenty seventh in Oakland, five innings, five hits, no earned runs. So Patrick Sandoval has been on absolute fire, and as of right now, I don't think I'd have hard to send him down or even take him out of the rotation. There is a lot more weak links right now. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And right now, the weakest link is not Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, I think he's earned his spot. It, it would be a slap in the face to the team, not just Sandoval, but to the team, if you take, if you take him out of the rotation. And I hope Madden sees that. I hope the guys see that. Matt Wise sees that. Uh, I would have to Perry say Perry Benazzi needs to see that because Perry's the one making that decision. Perry sent him down right now. I will drive down to the Big A myself. <laughs> I'll walk there if I have to. You'll, you'll drive your bike uh, from Lakewood all the way to the Big A, the the house that uh, the cowboy built that already made so much better, a.k.a. the Big A. Roger <laughs> Roger Lodge uh, right there. <laughs> yeah. I used to pay Porter to sit up there and watch Nolan Ryan. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, shut up, dude. You, you know you're a Yankee not. fan. <laughs> yeah, but nobody went. My uh, godfather's a Reds fan. He grew up in Costa Mesa, and he always like, gives me a hard time that nobody went Angels games back then. You know what I mean? The Angels mm-hmm. were just kind of that team that was there. And I mean, most like long-term Angels fans know that's true. You know, we've kind of developed a lot of our fan base like like in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Anaheim wasn't all that big back in the seventies either. You know what I mean? Like it was it was like a yeah, suburb. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't the city or the metropolis that it is now. Uh, so well, let's let's wrap this up, man. Uh, we're almost forty minutes into it. Like I said, this podcast is going to be. About Angels baseball, obviously, we're going to do some stuff uh, during the week and everything else like that. We have a lot of more surprises to to uh, throw at you guys and girls out there. Uh, but this one's uh, going to be sometimes long, sometimes short. This one's a little uh, short because of uh, time uh, that we have uh, tonight. Uh, I got to go to work. It's not on Fernando, so I apologize for that. But we hit a lot of topics tonight, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like Todd said, we have, we have a lot more stuff on the horizon. I can tell you guys right now that if everything works out the way it's supposed to, Todd and I have a huge surprise on the horizon. Fans are really going to love it. And I promise it'll make up for the short episode. I, I, I promise. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. My boy's been putting in some work here. Fernando's a, a big part of this squad here and we're going to introduce more uh, uh, cast of characters. So this is not at all any bit my show at all. This is all us. And it's an us feel it's an us page. It's a fans page. So you guys will be able to participate too, especially through Instagram, through Twitter, you know, contact us through Facebook, whatever other forms we're going to be on Twitch and YouTube. You know, you're going to have your chance to talk with us here live and, and, and share your baseball facts, your stories with us. So. Anything? Yeah, that'd be really cool. We'd, we'd love to hear, you know, uh, your story that like he said, you know, what makes you an a fan, you know, this, that, the other, everything there is to know. You know, uh, we're, we're open books when it comes to that kind of stuff. And if you guys have anything that's going to make the show better, uh, I don't think Todd or I or anybody 
self-esteem, whatever, turn you guys away or your ideas. You know, keep on sending them in. We love hearing you guys. We love hearing what we can do to make the show better for you. You know, everybody says that, but I promise that's the only reason we're here. It's for you guys. Besides that, we're just blubbering idiots who like baseball. There you go. I couldn't have said any better myself. <laughs> so uh, so for Todd Fox, uh, just uh, keep, keep checking us out. Give us a five-star or just comment. Uh, that helps as well. You got anything else, Fernando? No, thank you guys so much for listening. Spread the word. There you go. So this is the Angels podcast uh, here uh, called uh, Halos in the Infield. We might have another name for it. We don't know yet, but uh, that's it for now. You guys have a good rest of your evening slash day slash night slash whatever. Peace. Have a good night, everyone.